Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I want to share with you some of the things that I've been told recently as well as over the years. A couple of days ago, I was watching Josh Gates, I think his name is, on Expedition Unknown, and they were going to Cambodia and um, a couple of surrounding areas, I believe, looking for, I don't know, uh, specters, strange sounds, strange animals, what have you, that had been reported from through the years from, um, I mean, by people who had been in the war, um, the Vietnam War era soldiers. And that show took me back to a few things that were told to me by some people that I'm acquainted with as well as some family members who were in the Vietnam War. Not only the Vietnam War, but also Afghanistan. I'm going to get to the Vietnam era first. Well, actually, let me go back a little further to World War II. During the bombings in England in World War II, there were some people who would go afterwards looking for anyone who may have survived the bombings. So there was a lot of rubble and a lot of places that were torn down because, you know, by the bombings. And it had been reported by more than one of these uh, rescue people that they saw strange, like, um, dogs. There were reports of like half dog, half other type of creature that they would see in these buildings. It, you know, a lot of people might say, well, that's because they were traumatized. And so they thought they were seeing these things. They were like hallucinating. Mm, No, I don't believe that was the case. I believe that they really saw something, what it was, What it could have been, I don't know. I'm not sure. But there are quite a few reports of these things. People who were in the um, battle. Oh, where was this? I should have brought my notes for this um, subject. But people who were in the battle. You know, I'm not sure if this was World War I or World War II. You'll be able to look it up and read about it. But there was a big battle in the Argonne Forest. And there were some of the soldiers who came out and said that they had seen strange people. Like these people were big. They were much taller than an average man. They were huskier. They were pretty burly. You know, and then on and on through different wars, people have been reporting seeing strange things. Now, fast forward to Vietnam War. 
I'm not so sure about, I mean, when you're in the jungle, I have, I have talked to many people who have been in the jungles in Vietnam and in Thailand who say that it's very intimidating, not to mention how scary it can be. There are creatures there and animals there that you've never seen before, that you've never heard of as well as strange noises in the night. But being that these people weren't from those jungles, they didn't know if that was just something that always happened. You know, they would recognize the sound and know what it was, or if it was truly something otherworldly. But those had been reported by, I'm not going to say a lot, but by quite a few people that I know who have been in that war. They also told me about, well, you know, there was a lot of drug abuse and this and that, so that's why a lot of reports just went unnoticed and just, you know, they went ignored. Because who was going to believe you? If you were out there tripping, who's going to believe you? Oh, yeah, you saw that, all right, Mm mm-hmm. So a lot of those things just slip through the cracks. There is one, and this is not um, anything that is um, scary or paranormal. This is something that I want to share with you about how how you are... um, exposed to certain things and it affects you mentally. It, it traumatizes you mentally. And there's an old movie. I've seen it before and it's called Apocalypse Now. It's an old movie about the Vietnam War. In a part of this movie... It shows these helicopters, the American helicopters, and they are flying through the skies on the way to someplace, I guess they were going to bomb. And what they were doing is they were playing really loud music, like this really loud opera sounding music, I recall in that movie. And you can imagine you're just minding your own business. You're putting gas in your car or, you know, at school. And all of a sudden, out of the skies, you hear music just blaring. Even though, I mean, uh, Vietnam War was in the 1960s and early 70s. Even though now, in the 21st century, we would maybe not be as traumatized by this as they were back then, all those years ago. I mean, think about how you would feel about that right now. And just think how what, how you would feel about that same thing happening to you like all those years ago when this kind of stuff was almost impossible. We all know about strange sounds coming from the sky and everything, but 
just think about it like 50 years ago happening. Now that's got to be traumatic mentally to hear this. And especially people who were pretty much living a very simple life out there in the jungle. You would not understand. So, okay, you got to stay with me here. So, that is kind of like what's happening to us now. As soon as you put your TV on, as soon as you read any kind of news feed, as soon as you put your radio on, on any type of talk radio, the only and the first thing you hear is COVID, COVID, COVID. Well, that is a psyop. That is to brand something into your brain and to give you fear and then to take away your hope and take away your way of life and your joy and make you fear and hopeless. It's the same kind of thing happening back then. Why would they want to do this to not soldiers, just people out in the village? It was for fear. It was hopelessness to traumatize the people. And in the meantime, wear them down, break them down, and force them into compliance. Okay, now let me get back to the music that on that movie was playing coming out of the helicopters. I was um, talking to someone about this. Somehow we got into the subject of that movie. And he told me, oh yeah, I've seen that movie. They... um watered it down though when it came to that part with the music and I was like how do you water something like that down what what does that mean and he told me well they really were playing stuff but it wasn't music he said maybe at times he you know they would play music he said but when I was there they did not play music So what the people on the ground heard were screams. And he said it was all kind of screaming sounds that they would play. Women, men, horrible sounds. Like if you gathered up a whole city and just tortured everyone. He said it was that bad. And those sounds were blaring from these speakers. And the people down on the ground heard all this. Think about that one, guys. I mean, think about how, I mean, even today, even right now, today, in 2020, think about what you would do. You'd be like, well, what the damn hell is that? I know I would I wouldn't know what to do. I might fall out. I don't know. I don't know. But it is 
psychological warfare. And that is partially what we are experiencing right now. I just read that now there is a a new strain of COVID and it's causing a massive lockdown in the UK. Well, in the first place, it has been predicted. I'm just going to share this with you guys. I'm not saying that I know any of this for sure, but I will tell you that it has been predicted. I read this maybe a month and a half, two months ago, that once they started with the vaccine, the vaccine was actually going to be the one that was going to make people sick and then they were going to blame it on a new strain of COVID. I'm telling you, I read this many times, not just one time. And I have been hearing this off and on ever since then. And what is all this for? What is all this horrible negative bad news for? It's to instill fear, to wear you down, to break you down, and make you comply. So it's really no different. It's a different method of approach. But it's really no different than what was happening there with those helicopters blaring those horrible sounds over a village. It's all to instill fear. And also we know that fear creates energy and it can even open certain things up. It can open up certain doors. And I also believe that's why right now people are seeing more and more things that they cannot explain. They're experiencing more things that they cannot explain. People who've never had anything happen before in their lives. People who don't believe in paranormal, paranatural, whatever you want to call it, are now coming forward and saying, hey, I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me. Like yesterday. I've never had anything happen in my life. And I'm like 45 years old, whatever. They are coming forward now with all kinds of stories. Because fear does a lot of different things. And the energy it creates allows other things, negative entities, negative energies... It allows them to get bigger and stronger and to be able to manifest in our realm. That's, I believe that's why the Mothman sightings are continuing. I do not believe, and I'm not bashing anyone who does, but I do not believe that the Mothman is a harbinger. I believe that the Mothman is maybe could have been the thing to cause certain things to happen or is just something that is there to mock and just, you know, just to be there mocking and maybe, yeah, maybe even causing the things to happen like the silver bridge collapse and all this stuff. But a harbinger, no. 
I spoke to someone this morning who is the subject of my next, what I'm going to tell you next. I've known him for a few years. Well, let's say I'm acquainted with him. He's very down to earth. He's not into anything at all. You know, he's a family man and he's a no-nonsense. He's not like, oh yeah, you know, I'm interested in ghosts and I'm interested in this and that. He has no interest. He said, I've never, no, no alien, no ghost, no nothing. So he lives not too far from me in Riverside County. And he has some property. He has a, a few acres out there, you know, at his house. And he was telling me that his family, his, him and his wife and his kids, they've lived out there for about 15 years, 15, 16 years. And he said, nothing has ever happened. Nothing out of the ordinary besides, you know, like they got some druggies who live down at the corner or whatever, you know, or close by. He said, but nothing out of the ordinary. And he said he can go back to his childhood, nothing. They've never had any kind of this or that. So he said that what happened was his wife told him that there was someone running around in their yard. It was at night. And he said he looked, and there was someone running around out there. No rhyme or reason, just running around. So he said he went in his safe, he got his shotgun, and he gave his son his, his shotgun. Like, okay, let's go. So he says he opened one of the sliders, and he stepped out there. He stepped out there, you know, kind of quietly and looking. And then went out there and, you know, walked around their property. There's nothing out there. Whoever it was went away. They left. So they went back in. Everything's fine. Put their put their shotguns away. They were going to get ready to have dinner. He says they heard a whistling, like one of those whistlings, like, hey, you. And he looked out the window and he said it looked like a naked person. There were no, um, nothing to reveal any gender. He said it just looked like a naked person. And after when the, this thing whistled and he looked, he said that thing jumped onto their roof and they heard it. So there he goes again, like, okay, something, you know, whatever. What in the world? It was like jump higher than like a kangaroo because it jumped from looking like it was flat-footed. It was standing on the ground right on top of the roof with the greatest of ease, mind you. And he said there was nothing there. He, they heard the thud from this thing jumping on the roof, but that was it. They didn't hear any running didn't hear anything, no scurrying around, and that was it. And the thing was gone. He said, I didn't, I couldn't give you an accurate description because I didn't see any hair. I didn't see anything 
that would reveal the gender of this thing. I just saw what looked like a person. But not only he did, but his family did. And this happened like, you know, like now. This is not years ago or months ago or even weeks ago. This happened within the last 48 hours. That's when I started asking him questions. Well, have you ever had experiences there? Or anywhere? And he started telling me, no. No one's ever done anything. They're just, you know, they're the type of people. They go to the desert. And that's what they like to do. They take their their um, bikes and whatever, and they go out to the desert. He's like, no, we never do anything and haven't had any kind of experience. And his wife also, nope. So my own personal belief is that all this fear, and, you know, we've talked about this before, all this fear is, like, causing this. It's causing, like, a vortex, in other words, or like a tornado, and it's landing in different places, opening things up, allowing energies to come in to our realm and... Before, you know, we used to talk about people who were sensitives and people who had, you know, this clairvoyant and clairaudient and what have you. But now, it's not only those people. Now, even the biggest skeptics, even the biggest non-believers are coming forward with their stories. So... That's, that's what I believe. These things are being able to come in and do this and it manifests because of all the fear. And you may not be fearful, okay? I'm not fearful. But there are more people around us that we, than we realize that are afraid. There are Many people who are very afraid. And that is one of the things, this is one of the biggest things going on. What is allowing all the rest of this stuff to happen. I have a lot of emails, people asking me to talk about uh, a lot of different subjects. It's very difficult for me because I'll tell you why. I don't have a partner in this. I don't have someone to go back and forth with and, okay, I'll study this this week and, you know, I'll research this and you can research that and then we'll take turns and we can do this and that. It's only me. And sometimes I become overwhelmed with all of these different requests, which I am really, really happy that you guys email me and send these to me. But in the meantime... That's also why it takes me a while to get to these subjects. And if you have noticed, anyone who's been listening to me for a a few months, it's not difficult for me to get off task because there have been some things that I wanted to share with you guys that I haven't even been able to get around to. One of my sisters was like, well, stop saying things then. Stop giving out previews. If you, if you think that, you know, you can't talk about it right away or whatever. 
which is probably a good idea. So from now on, I'm going to keep my mouth shut about previews unless it's something that I know for a fact. Just like I was wanting to, I contacted um, Victoria Kennedy. I was wanting her to come on with me on uh, the 26th, the day after Christmas. But now that's not going to be able to happen. But it's because of me, because I'm not going to be able to do that show on that day. So now I'm going to have to postpone it until the following week, maybe Monday or, or something like that. Because we have got a lot to talk about, and she has a lot to talk about also. But there is a lot of strange stuff going on right now. And it's, I, I believe, the strange is going to get stranger. I believe so. So... It's not like an ominous prediction, you know. It's not like, oh, you better watch out, you better be careful. No, no. It's nothing like that. And I know that there's going to be a change. See, I, I get these things sometimes, and this has been going on now for a couple of weeks, where I just know there's going to be a change, and... I don't get a bad feeling when I say this. And when I feel that, I do not get a bad feeling. What I feel is I feel light. So I know it's going to be a good change and not a bad one. When people come out and say things like uh, change or... um, well, yeah, it's, it's mostly change. When people start talking about change, it's like, no, no, no. There's good change and there's bad change. I want to know which one we're getting. Don't give me none of this. Oh, yeah, things are going to change. No, I want to know, is it going to be for the better or for the worse? And all of this, um, pre- all of these predictions, I'm going to tell you another thing. When you hear the media and I don't care who it is making predictions oh this and that's going to happen there's going to be a a surge in the COVID cases there's going to be a surge and we're going to be overwhelmed how do they know how can you say that with accuracy unless you're the one who's causing it I could go in my bathroom and say yeah you know what tomorrow at 12 a.m there's gonna be a big red lipstick mark right across the wall right there and oh guess what tomorrow and you get up and look huh there's a big red lipstick mark well I can make that prediction and make it accurate because I'm the one who's doing it I'm at the helm. I'm at the controls. So when you hear this stuff, that's another thing. You know they are causing it. There are plenty of people 
who come on the TV all the time, and we all know their names, if I say them, who make these predictions. Oh, and just by the way, they made this prediction like earlier in the year and then again around Thanksgiving that all this horrible stuff was going to happen. And now, if you watch the news, it's happening. Well, that's because they are the controllers. They are making this happen. And this is the truth, guys. Just think about it. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but right now, I think that the better informed we are is to our benefit. And when it comes to this, I'm not saying that there's nothing out there because there's obviously something out there. And we, I've, I know I've talked about that before. I believe it's a weaponized strain of some kind of influenza or SARS or something like that. They've spliced into it and made it horrible. And also seems like it uh, to affect a certain demographic. But in the meantime, because of the fear, all these other things are being let in. All these other holes are being opened so that they can come on in. This is not the first time it's happened. And I'm pretty sure that if we knew more people who were willing to come forward and talk and and not be afraid to talk about what happened, say, for example, in the Vietnam War, maybe when some paranormal things started happening. That's why. Because of the fear. Okay. The other thing that I want to share is Afghanistan. Now, we all know that there are quite a few people who have been in Afghanistan who have come back saying that they've seen strange things there. They've heard strange things there. They've experienced some of the most, some of the strangest things ever. I know some people who have been there. I'm going to, I know I can't get them to come on as much as I wish they would. I know that I can't get them, but I do know quite a few of them who would be willing to at least tell me some of the things that have happened to them personally. Because anything that I can tell you about right now are things that I've read about. And it's so easy for you to read about them also. Or even some things that I've seen on TV. You know, the strange lights that they saw and they would drive up there and there's there's nothing there. No reason for lights to be there. Strange lights in the sky. You know, it wasn't any of our aircraft. It, was, it wasn't even any kind of aircraft at all. All they saw were lights. Strange sounds like roaring sounds like uh, like high-pitched squealing, screaming sounds and things like that. I do know that there are a lot of caves 
there. And, well, that still doesn't explain where those sounds, what would generate these sounds. But uh, there are quite a few people who have come back and said this. As a matter of fact, there is someone that I'm, I'm kind of acquainted with this person who came back and said, yeah, I was asking him one day about it. And he said, yeah, um, that stuff can make you go crazy. It can make you just almost lose your mind, he said. And um, I, at this time, I can't even talk about it. See, I don't know what certain people experienced. But at that time, he wouldn't talk about it. So maybe at a later date, he would be willing to. The last thing that I wanted to say about this is this was um, maybe in... Okay, I'm not sure, guys, but I want to say in 2005. Okay, I could be wrong, but you're going to be able to read about this if you don't know about it already. But apparently, when they were training, I don't know if these were army or what even branch of the military this was. But when when they were training, the the people who were training them told them, okay, you know, like we're going to aim high. We're going to start aiming high instead of just, you know, regular, like when you get on the ground and you shoot and you do this and that. They were being taught how to aim high. Like, okay, you know, so that's what they were doing. They were training. They don't ask questions. They just do and train as they're told. So, um... After they were deployed, it was a, a unit. I don't know how many people were there. It was, to me, it seemed like a, only a handful who were in this uh, fight or whatever you want to call it. But the story is that this thing that was huge. It was like a giant came running out of a cave. And this is in Afghanistan. It also said that this thing was dressed like crudely. It just had like this, like a a loincloth type of thing. And these, um, not really shoes, but just like a you know, if you make your own kind of sandal shoes or whatever. And it had like this big, huge type of axe looking thing. Like this huge axe. And with like red hair. And that when this thing came running out of the cave, they said the stench was overwhelming. And so these guys were going to sh- they were shooting at it and they had to aim high because this thing was like a giant it killed a couple of the of the soldiers and i think it killed them by like grabbing them and just like biting them like you know, taking a chunk out of them like you like you would a turkey leg. 
And so, yeah, imagine that. So they finally killed it. And it's laying there on the ground dead. No one knows, like, okay, are we able to talk about this? What is this thing? It's a friggin' giant. And the story goes that it was airlifted. They they airlifted this thing out of that area. I don't know where they took it. But it's called the Kandahar Giant. K-A-N-D-A-H-A-R Giant. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I heard some guy talking about it on a podcast. He said he was one of the people who were there and he described it and he had a little more to say about it than when I just told you right now. And it's a wild story, yeah. And it's like, okay, whatever. And that's how I was at first. Like, okay, you know, what are they what are they smoking there in uh Afghanistan. But as you move on and start to think about it, it's I'm it's not impossible. Because stranger things than that have been seen and experienced there in in Afghanistan and surrounding areas. Stranger things than that. So, you can read about that. There are some drawings of it. There are no pictures, I don't think. You know, I I looked around for pictures. I would really like to see something. And, you know, I like I would like to have proof, of course. You know, so I can't come out and say, oh, yeah, I believe that really happened. Because I don't know. I, I don't know. I do believe it's possible. Because with all the other weird stuff, I mean, is it? You know, to say it's impossible, you would have to be a very close-minded person. And we're not. Because if we were, we would not be interested in the paranormal. If we were close-minded, we would just be, you know, uh, oh, that's impossible. There are no, there are no ghosts. There are no, um, there is no activity happening in houses or what have you. So we have to, you know, not our mind so open that just, you know, our brain falls out. But just keep an open mind. Read about it and see what you think and how you feel about that. Okay, guys. I guess I've ranted on long enough. I'm going to try to be back on Monday and not go off on a tangent. I'm going to try to actually stay on my subject and I'm actually, I know I'm not supposed to do this, or I shouldn't do this, but you know what? Besides talking about um, some of the more um, spooky things, I would really like to talk about some mysteries. And one of them is Jimmy Hoffa. And I want to mention Jimmy Hoffa because if you don't know who Jimmy Hoffa was, You can read a little bit about him and, you know, it happened a long time ago. It's even, you know, before like 
my time and all this stuff, but it's kind of interesting. But of course, we'll also talk about some um, strange things, and I'm always looking around for those stories, okay? And uh, some reader submissions, I'm, I mean listener submissions, I'm going to try to um, get to some of those. But I always email everyone back, you know, and um, I don't ignore any of the emails that I get. All right. See you Monday. Ciao.